This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. I'm so excited for you to listen in um, on my chat with Angela Mastro Giacomo, um, newlywed. And uh, I, I just loved our chat so much. There were so many things that she said that I think will inspire you. Um, like me, Angela is a self-taught PR pro, and she's the founder and CEO of Muddy Paw PR, where she supports um, musicians and is a real expert in the music industry. And she has secured her artists in placements on <clears throat> um, with regard to the music industry. These are top outlets, Alternative Press, Noisy, American Songwriter, Spotify, um, and she herself has been featured in Forbes Refinery 29. She's been a speaker at South by Southwest, uh, truly an expert in this niche and just shared a lot about her philosophy around, um, trusting your instincts in business and, uh, just taking action and learning as you go, which really is how I, figured things out in my business too. So we had a lot in common in that sense. And she is a member of our Pitch Lab program. And it was really cool for me to hear her experience in the program. And uh, I even asked her because she said she took a PR course in college. I even asked her how our content compared to her, you know, tens of thousands of dollars a year college you know, course and their curriculum. So it's kind of, for me, it was a really interesting answer. Um, listen in as I chat with Angela and uh, let us know too. find her, um, you know, find me on Instagram, find Angela at the end. She lets us know how to connect with her. Let her know if you learn something on the podcast, if you feel inspired and Hey, if you like what you hear today and you're liking our show, please go ahead and rate us. That would be super awesome. It's super easy to rate us or give a review and it helps other PR pros find us. So without further ado, please listen in on my chat with Angela Mastro Giacomo. Angela, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I am great. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy we were finally able to get an interview booked. You and I have been connected for a long time. You've been in our community, um, always smiling, always helping people out. Um, so I'm excited to dive into your story and kind of get to know you so our audience can get to know you a bit too. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself what you specialize in. I know you're located in Boston. Um, tell us. And you're newlywed. Let's yes. hear it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely now that the wedding is no longer dominating my life, which definitely took up the entire length of the engagement. Yeah, I've been I mean, I've been specializing in music 
some people call it entertainment PR, but music industry is what I specialize in. So working with emerging artists, sometimes we work with small festivals or, you know, other companies that are in the music industry, like if they're, you know, throwing an online summit, conferences, things like that. But primarily we're working with those emerging indie artists. And I've been doing that for about eight years now. I think I've been in the music Mm. industry over a decade. And Mm -hmm. I've I've dabbled in other industries. I did a little bit of lifestyle, fashion, um, a little bit of those industries. But I think the music industry, for better or worse, seems to have my heart. So that's where I usually end up. Yeah. And uh, how long have you had? So your um, agency's Muddy Paw. So cute. (laughs) Now that I'm a puppy owner, and I totally relate to that. Um, You know, how long have you had your own agency? I've had it for eight years. I mean, so eight years on your own. Okay, got it. Yeah, it was my, I had no PR experience prior to starting it. The only PR experience I had was that I had a blog for a couple of years before that. And so I was used to getting press releases. I was used to working with publicists, but I mean, I like, I think I took one PR class in college and it was not a good class. So I really didn't know what I was doing other than to, you know, figure it out on my own. And I, I was, I mean, some luck, some hard work, some, you know, all of the things that within, I think a year or so of starting it, I was able to make it full time. And then I discovered all the other perks like, oh, hey, I can, you know, work from my laptop. I can travel mm. while I do this. Uh, when, when really what I wanted was to not keep getting laid off from my job and hang out with my dog. That was really my <laughs> goal. So everything else was a bonus. Yeah. Okay. So let me just sidebar for a second. You took a, a class in college. How does our, you're in the pitch lab. How does our <laughs> content you know, be honest, like how does it compare to actually like a university course on PR? You know, what's the kind of difference? I mean, it's a million times better for a lot of reasons. Like that, that course, like I said, was not, it was not helpful at all. Like not even a little bit helpful. You know, they just kind of had me doing the standard things like, oh, this is how you write a press release or this is the structure, like things that you could ultimately now Google press release template. Right. But, you know, as far as your program, I mean, I can't even like, first of all, it's just, it's a time saver for one. Like mm-hmm. I love all of the education around it. Like I love all the videos. I love the instructional element, especially if you're just getting started out or like when I was trying to switch from music industry to starting to dabble in some other industries, like it was really good for me to have that refresher, even though I was, have been in it for so long, mm-hmm. but also just having, you know, like the monthly execution plans or mm-hmm. like the, oh my God, the living media list that you guys have is like, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I can't. Yeah. I like we were, you know, we were talking before and just time being invaluable. That was, that's kind of what made it a no brainer. So yeah, yeah, definitely prefer that over, over the college course I took times a million. (laughs) (laughs) I love hearing that. I didn't, I didn't know she was going to say that. I was just kind of curious (laughs) because our aim is obviously with everything we do, it's, it has to be practical. It has to be something that you actually need to know now to apply to your, you know, PR practice and, um, it has to be like the current cutting edge strategies or like what's relevant in the media now. And it's so funny because I mean, same, I went to college four years of undergrad. Mine was a research university, UC Santa Barbara, and everything they focus on is all around research, which most people don't make a living <laughs> in research. And then law school, you don't learn how to practice law. You learn critical thinking so you can pass the bar. 
And then you learn how to practice law in a law firm. So we wanted to give people a way to, you know, quickly learn a skill, hone that skill, become a pitching powerhouse, and then make money, you know. Um, and for, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful to hear that even eight years in, and I love that you are self-taught. I am too. Anyone listening, um, if you haven't had a ton of experience, that is okay. You can be self-taught. You know, Angela has a really successful firm with a really competitive niche. Being totally self-taught and no one has ever said to you, I promise you, I'm just making an assumption. Oh, you never worked in a firm? Well, I'm not interested in working with you, right? Has that ever come up? No, nobody cares. If you just get the job no. done, then that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Um, so that's so awesome to hear. I'm, I'm glad you found us so that you can, you know, get these time-saving resources that are u- useful in your business. But um, what were you doing? I know you had some unfulfilling jobs. It sounds like some of them resulted in layoffs, which is super lame. <laughs> what um, were you doing before you started Muddy Paw? It was really tough. I mean, when I started it, I was in my early 20s and, you know, I'd gone to college. I did everything I thought I was supposed to do. And then I kept I kept taking jobs that, to be honest, I didn't even like. They were not interesting. Mm-hmm. I was I was literally like literally I was swapping between I would go in the bathroom at least once a week, honestly, probably every day. And I would cry because I was so oh. bored. And I know that sounds really like but like I was it was so unfulfilling. And I I know you hear people say this all the time, but I I wish I was the type of person that could just work and collect a paycheck and go home. I honestly think I would probably like life would be a lot easier, but I can't like I had to, you know, I just I, I didn't feel like my company valued me. I didn't feel like, mm-hmm. you know, I was this was my purpose was to like because what I was doing, I did a lot of different odd jobs, a lot of admin work. The last job that I got laid off from was uh, it was I think it was associate editor for this magazine that would go out to different high schools to help them place in college, which on paper sounded fun because I was like, oh, I'll get to write. But it was so boring. And Mm. yeah, I just felt super, super unfulfilled and basically just bouncing from one job to the next, trying to make money and start my life, but never quite getting there, never quite having a path to what that looked like. And yeah, and then, you know, And then, like I said, just crying in the bathroom. So it was, I know it is (laughs) sad. It is sad, but it would have been a lot more sad if I had just let that continue versus taking the step to change it. You know, Mm -hmm. that, that would have been sad to be trapped in that forever, to be feeling stuck forever. So yeah, I mean, in the end, like getting laid off sucked, but I just took a couple freelance jobs and I decided to start the company and yeah, I just, I mean, the energy of not knowing what you don't know, like, I'm so glad that I didn't have any idea what I was doing, because I just did things. And I, you know what I mean? I wasn't comparing myself. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just doing it. Um, You know, of course, I wish I'd had a little bit more guidance, because like I said, I had zero training. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I just, I just dove in. I think sometimes that's kind of what you have to do is just if you if you know, in your gut, something has to change, Mm -hmm. you honestly probably also know what it is that needs to change. Mm -hmm. I think there's no secret anything. It's literally just making it happen and doing it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Do I love that? I mean, totally agree. Um, It's kind of like what I say often in our programs, leap and the net will appear, Mm -hmm. you know, and and there's no greater motivator than 
needing to put food on the table and knowing that you have to make it work or else, you know, you have to go back to a job that maybe you'll cry every day in the bathroom. Like this is your dream and you have to make it happen. So you're willing to do whatever it takes to learn as you go. And I love what you said about trusting your instinct. And I think so many people um, like have that instinct that they're not always paying attention to and trusting your gut is kind of a skill you have to hone. And as a business owner, it is such a powerful tool, um, especially when it comes to client selection and those red flags, right? You know, (laughs) we always talk about that. And it's just that gut instinct. And that comes into play also with when you connect with a client, where do you see them fitting in? And how do you tell their story? And what will resonate with the media and then realizing maybe something doesn't work and pivoting quickly. It's like not being so connected to something where you're not willing to switch it up if it's not working, but having that gut instinct of like, this is what, you know, it's like that kind of vision of here's how I'm going to tell your story and, you know, getting to be able to do that. I think all of it kind of ties into just telling yourself, like, I have the skills to do this. I know I do. And the finer points and the little fine tuning of the strategy and whatnot, I'll learn as I go. And it works, right? Yeah, that's the key. I mean, I think you really hit the nail on the head there. It's so easy to get stuck in, oh my God, everything's not perfect. I don't have exactly this, whatever. But I mean, you will get stuck forever on that. You you do have mm-hmm. to, like you said, you can fine tune it as you go. But if you're staying mm-hmm. in the same place forever, you know, there's nothing to fine tune. So you, you've got to just do the thing, get the client, mm-hmm. you know, except that you might kind of suck for a little bit. That's okay. You know, that's mm-hmm. probably like, that's fine. You'll, you will figure it out if you keep at it. And if you give yourself the tools and the time and encouragement that you need. Yeah, totally. Um, love that. And if you didn't notice, I just am trying to entertain this dog throwing toys as quietly as possible. Um, so I want to hear too, how did you niche down? I mean, this is a big thing that I preach because I truly believe, you know, that statement, uh, the riches are in the niches. Um, when you niche down, you become a sought after authority and you can charge higher rates. You can usually attract more premium clients because, They're willing to pay more for somebody who is truly a subject matter expert and you've cultivated all of those media relationships. So I love that you have a pretty narrow niche. How did you land on, you know, music industry and sort of entertainment um, more broadly? But I know you really niche down in music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I think I've heard you talk about this before, actually. And or yeah, I don't think I'm imagining it. I think I've heard you talk about this, which is that it's really, it really came down to when I knew that I wanted to start my company, I thought about where my existing network was, where my existing Mm -hmm. connections were and where my existing Mm skill set was. And then I know sometimes that feels tricky because sometimes we think that we don't have those things, especially when we get into overthinking, but I promise Mm -hmm. you, you do there, there is a Mm -hmm. network you have. And that's really what it was for me. So like I said, I'd had this music blog for a couple of years prior where I was just, you know, I was writing reviews, I was interviewing bands. And so I was connecting with labels and publicists and managers. And so when I knew that I wanted to start a company, 
I naturally thought PR because of that experience. And, and I felt like it was a natural transition of my skills, which is, you know, writing and relationship building and also the things I wanted to do, which I think is a super important piece of this. Like, please don't build a business based off what you think is going to make money because mm. it's hard work. And like, you have to be mm-hmm. excited about what you're doing. And yeah. I was, I was excited about like, I loved the getting to work with these musicians. I loved the potential of what I could see. And I think that was it too. I, I thought of all these things like, oh my God, I'm going to do this and I can change this in the industry and this can happen. And, you know, I was excited when mm-hmm. I thought about all of those things. And since I had that existing network and everything, it made it an easy decision to go, okay, it should be, I should be focusing on these people that I already have relationships with it just made sense. So mm-hmm. I don't think it always has to be so complicated and overthinking. And what am I going to like, you can always change it. You know, if you pick a niche and it doesn't work in six months, just change it. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But you've got to just start where you are and, and get moving. And then, and then, like you said, fine tune. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love, I mean, you basically just <laughs> like reiterated the point that I'm always making in, um, I mean, even have like a little mini course on it. It sounds like you might've even taken it um, called Lead to Landon. And it's really just about um, finding those very first few early clients and starts with defining that niche. Um, and it also comes down to like what you said, you know, your network, but things that you're going to love long-term, you know, you don't just follow where you think the money is because it gets to be really kind of boring and unfulfilling. But if you choose something you're personally passionate about, then that passion comes through when you're talking to clients, all of that and your pitches, you know, and you know the industry because you're a fan of it and you're a consumer of that content. So it makes a lot of sense. And I mean, you you really just like laid out the points that I really try to stress. And you're right. When you really think about it that way, if you don't overthink it, it becomes pretty evident. And then things kind of fall into place. And hopefully it leads you down a path where you're working in an in- industry that you're really excited about. It's, I can hear that excitement in your voice that, you know, eight years later, you feel like you chose a niche that you're excited to wake up every day and see what emails are waiting in your inbox because you're helping clients in an industry that you absolutely love. Which is key because the emails never stop. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. So you have to enjoy getting into your inbox for sure. (laughs) Anyone who heard that, if we don't edit that out in post, got to open the door for the pup. Okay, you're outside. Enjoy it. I'm Um, surprised (laughs) mine hasn't barked. So (laughs) she is looking at me like, take me on a walk already. She's she loves to get out there. But um, (laughs) so I, I, I love that that's that was your approach. And and you continue to reiterate, trust your gut, just make the decision and move forward. And that honestly, we're very similar in that way. But honestly, like a lot of people feel very uncomfortable in a situation where it isn't all figured out. Um, My husband being one of them, and he really had to take a leap of faith without knowing, you know, leaving his corporate job, I think seven or so years ago. And it took a few years to really hone in on what he loves to do. But had he not taken that leap and really tried a bunch of things and figured it out and sort of stumbled into the, you know, and he really went all in at the first of this year and started his own business doing the thing that he loves. But up until then, he was 
you know, kind of like you said, freelancing, picking up consulting work. Um, and had he not done that, he wouldn't have landed on this thing that he absolutely loves that supports a lifestyle. I mean, it is really good to be my husband. Okay. He is playing <laughs> tennis five days a week, four days a week, um, working with great clients that he really believes in. And, and he, you know, he's so excited about it. So, um, I think even for anyone listening who isn't comfortable sitting in the fear or the doubt or lack of certainty, that's where you find your path. And that's where you find something that is going to light you up inside. I mean, I just see it in your expression when we talk about what you do and to go from jobs where you're, you know, odd jobs almost where you're worried that you're going to get laid off and your work is not appreciated and going in the bathroom and crying. Like I cannot imagine anything more sad and stressful to running a business, getting to hang out with your pup, <laughs> working, you know, from the laptop, wherever. I know you're going to, it sounds like you're going on your honeymoon in a couple months or next month, um, you know, uh, over, you know, internationally. So if you check in on your work, it's not going to take away from, you know, just hopefully you have a plan in place to oh, zip yeah. out. I yeah. mean, that's, <laughs> been the, that's been the best thing. I mean, yeah, it's, I could, ne I could never go back. I could never go back. Never. I mean, like we've done so much and I don't, I have to say, I, I don't even really, to be honest, like traveling that much, but the ability, we do seem to travel a lot, even though I like, cause my husband <laughs> really loves traveling and like we we're going to Paris in April. We just got back Ooh. from a skiing trip in Vermont. Um, my first time skiing. I felt very posh. Um, and <laughs> and like like being able to do that. And yeah, exactly. I'm like, I couldn't do that in the office. I feel like, can I take this time off? Or like yeah. just being able to go and also just making, I mean, I'm somebody who hates to feel, I hate to feel controlled. I hate to feel mm -hmm. like I have to. And so being able to say, okay, I'm going to check my emails in the morning and then I'm going to mm -hmm. check them at night and or not at all one day. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. Having that power over my own life. Mm -hmm. I, it's, it's made an enormous difference in my oh, mental yeah. health and my anxiety yes. and my happiness. Yeah. It's been huge. Ugh, such a good point. Yeah. That's when, um, I've said that I redefined my definition of, of success when I started my own business, because it used to be about like a prestigious job or prestigious, you know, career at a big firm, making a lot of money meant I was successful and I made it. And that could not be more opposite of how I feel now. It is that piece of like the happiness that and the fulfillment that comes with controlling your schedule and um, working with clients you love and not really having to, I mean, I'll go to a parent conference at school in the middle of the day. I don't have to tell anyone where I'm going or my yeah. husband wants to go for a hike in the middle of the day. It's like, yeah, let's do it. You know, it's like that. And for you to recognize what an impact on your mental health. Oh my gosh. I could yeah. not agree more. I know it's the best taking things out. Like I, I just started learning to figure skate and I just came out right before oh. this. I was at a lesson and I, I go posh. <laughs> I know. Who am I? Like right. how am I like music industry rock? And then I'm like, I'm skiing and figure skiing. But like I do, I, and I practice every day in the middle of the day. And like, I, again, not having to ask permission for that and being able to work everything else around it. Mm. I, there's nothing better. That freedom is mm. just 
yeah, I can't, I can't have it taken away ever. Like, yeah. so I won't. No, you, know? you won't have to. I, I know. I say that never. I can never go by ever, ever, no. ever. I mean, um, so that, thank you for sharing that. I, I know that will inspire someone out there who is like, it is possible, you know, and I don't have to have it all figured out. And I can't go on like this with my mental health being compromised every day and a job you know, and I love what you said. You can't just clock in, get the money and leave. You want to feel like your work's appreciated and it's fulfilling to you. And I think most people want that, but sometimes they convince themselves that, um, you know, career fulfillment, at least I did was for like teachers and artists that, you know, you know, things you, you know, couldn't make money doing. And that if I wanted to feel fulfilled in my life, it would be in my personal life and that my career, my um, income would support what I wanted to do in my personal life. So, you know, I was working to live essentially. Um, So I, you know, now that I know it is possible to do something you love every day and feel fulfilled and make great money. And it sounds like you discovered that too. um, There's nothing better. I, yeah, I know what, like what else, what else could you want? Really? I know you've hit every angle at that point. Yeah. It's the best. Um, so, um, what I know that you've overcome a lot of mindset challenges, um, particularly around kind of charging what you're worth as you grew in PR, maybe kind of starting out and figuring it out as you went along, you didn't, um, feel super confident in charging, the, you know, like a a market retainer. Um, Can you talk about how you overcame those challenges and, um, you know, kind of what that did in terms of your business, like that transformation that allowed in your business? Yeah, well, it will come as a surprise to no one that raising my rates and sort of working through those mindset issues of course, of course, it leads to a lot of things. Number one, of course, you're happier, but it's not just the money, it's the clients. So it's yes. when you raise your rates, like, oh my God, it's the caliber of client just yes. changes, right? And <laughs> yes. I, like, totally. It's, it's especially like, I get it. Like, when I very first started doing this, I was charging, I don't even know what, like $100, $200, $300 a month. I mean, something stupid. Oh my God. <laughs> I know, but I was like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, okay, well, there's like, okay, fine. But like, you know, being several years in and, you know, when I got to the five-year mark and I was still charging, I think for even five years, I was still charging ridiculously low. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you justify it in all kinds of ways. You can say, well, this industry just doesn't have money. Well, people don't want to, you can do that for literally any industry. Um, And when I, but when I raised the rates, which for me, it came from a place of burnout that it was either raise my rates or, or stop the business because I, I couldn't mm. keep doing it the way I was mm-hmm. doing it, especially as, as I got older, right? What, what I wanted at 20 was not, you know, the income level at 20 was not necessarily the income level at 25 or 30 that you want, like your life changes and yeah. you're like, okay, maybe I don't want to just meet bills. Like maybe I want to put money away. Maybe I want to travel, you know? And so when I got to the point of burnout, it, it became a very clear decision where it was, okay, you love what you're doing, but like, you're not charging enough. And so you're having to take mm-hmm. on too many clients, which also means you're not showing up for them as well because you're exhausted mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I started kind of steadily raising and then not so steadily raising. And, you know, it was so freeing because what I had agonized over for so long 
nobody cared. First of all, mm. like I, you know, when I would raise it by say $500 a month, like no people still were signing up. Like it wasn't making mm-hmm. a difference. Mm-hmm. And again, it brought in a better quality client. Like I I'm sure you've experienced this, which is the clients almost without fail. The clients who are <laughs> the most aggravating, want the yeah, most, want you to lowest. answer are always the lowest paying clients. And then the clients that are willing to pay every time. Every time, right? And then yeah, when I'm nodding a- my head violently, like <laughs> up and down, because I preach this. I talk about it on every live. I talk about it in the agency accelerator. No, you're not in that program, but yes, one million percent yes, yeah. yes. And it's crazy. <laughs> and you're like, why do I do this to myself? And you raise right. your rates, and you attract higher caliber client who also respects boundaries. There's more yeah. professionalism. It's so much easier, and you're making so much more money working less. Like it's, it's amazing. I love that you discovered that. Yeah, it is. I know it sounds scary at first and you're like, Oh, I don't know. What can I, but I mean, I'm telling you (laughs) it's not once you actually do it, the the scary thing is that like everything, right. The overthinking and the lead up, but when you actually Mm -hmm. do it, it really is not that, at least for me, it wasn't that scary. And Mm -hmm. it made a huge difference very, very quickly. Also like, why do you want to be like, like trying to find all these clients that are just going to be aggravating and not pay you and exhaust you and like Mm -hmm. put that energy into finding the client that, you know, that is going to pay you well and respect you and and that you're going to have fun with and remember why you love what you do. Like that's just going to fuel everything. Yeah. Yep. Listen, anyone listening that is going to majorly save you. Um, it's a hard lesson when you're in it to learn, but, um, I literally just had, I was uh, voice chatting um, one of my coaching students on um, on uh, uh, Instagram and this exact, really exact <laughs> thing we were in this morning. And I was like, it's a lesson you learned. And actually it's not that expensive of a lesson, but you know, now you know it and now you know not to do it. So love this. I mean, anyone listening, just if we, if you get anything from today, that is a a very, (laughs) very useful, powerful lesson. So, um, well, let me ask you, so, um, you recently joined the pitch lab. What inspired you to do that? I mean, knowing that you've been practicing PR for seven, you know, plus years at that point when you joined us, what was the reason and how has, that program and the resources in there, how have they helped you build your confidence or kind of made your, make your life easier? Yeah. It saved me an incredible amount of time. I mean, what inspired me to join were, were sort of two things. I mean, first I was wanting to change the way we do things a little bit. So I wanted to expand a little bit, some of what we were doing, the way we were running our campaigns, you know, again, being self-taught was great for getting started, but I knew there was a ton of stuff I was missing. I, I knew there was a mm-hmm. lot of like basics of like just the structure of things and, and the way that, you know, I, I don't know, like I knew there was stuff missing from being self-taught and I knew that I already, I knew that I could sort of build on it and that could help me again, like bring in more clients, run my company better so that I was spending less time on the things that were wasting my time. So that was part of it. And also wanting to explore new industries. Like I, I, briefly and and still do sometimes in addition to music wanted to do you know like a little bit in other things like I want to do a bit more um on the lifestyle side meaning like you know a little bit of fashion or like maybe so wanting between wanting to give my give myself a refresher 
from the instruction that I never had from working at a PR company and then wanting to explore how things are done in other industries. And honestly, I don't know if this is too far of a tangent, but honestly, like seeing how people do things in other industries was also really, really eye opening for how I run things in my industry, because the music industry is not like other industries in a lot of ways. And being able to see how things are happening and being pitched and all of that in other industries and take that and apply it to what I'm doing was really, really helpful because nobody in my industry is doing things that way. You know, people mm. aren't looking at like the monthly execution plans that you have, right? Mm. And at, like people aren't doing that. They're just going, here's the music. But one of the things we've always done in my company is, you know, we've always looked at beyond the music and we look at, okay, what's the story behind it? What's the angle? And so, yes, it may be a music artist, but like right now we have somebody who um, obviously we're pitching his music, but he's very big in, you know, everything having to do with health and wellness and yoga. And so for instance, having access to the media list with those things on it, or being able to look at the mm -hmm. monthly execution plans and go, okay, yes, he's a music artist, but we know that we're pitching this, you know, yoga and health and wellness angle. So what outlets do, do you have on that list that we can do that? Or what might be coming up in a, you know, the monthly execution plans? That mm -hmm. was really, really helpful. Um, so I know this is a really long answer, but it was it was just really wanting that refresher and really wanting those resources because mm -hmm. like we've talked about, time is such a valuable resource. And I just, I, yeah, I just don't, I didn't have it to waste anymore. Like I, you mm -hmm. know, maybe thought I used to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love hearing how you're using those execution plans and, um, they've evolved since we started, but one of the things we recently added that you've seen since you joined are the, so the way that they're organized for anyone listening that doesn't know, they're giving you pitch angles and ideas for timely, relevant, targeted pitches given long and short lead, uh, timing so that, you know, if it's, um, you know, if it's April, you know exactly what you need to be pitching for short lead in April and then what you should be pitching for long lead in April so that you can have things landing in, you know, September, October. Um, so we give you those timely relevant ideas and calendars, but we also added the editorial calendars of all these publications and we'll give also what they're working on in the short term and what they're working on in the long term and um, seeing it all in one place. I had never seen anything like that. And I thought, how cool would this be, you know, to take this information and make it just at a glance. Right. And, you know, hat tip to my team for doing it, it was extremely time consuming, but what I've seen um, members doing, it sounds like you're using it to tell the stories of your artists and know what publications would be open to receiving that information about that artist and when it's the right approach. Um, I've also seen members that will name drop on sales calls and kind of like thumb through it and you know, know that there's a client they're talking to in the um, you know health food space and they'll look at those relevant publications and say, you know, yeah, I know that, um, you know, Healthy Living Magazine in September is focusing on their um, green smoothie issue or whatever, and you can weigh in on your daily smoothie, you know, to that level of detail on sales calls makes you seem like such an insider, right? You're like, I know this publication and they're working on this at this time and we can pitch you for that. 
And people are closing clients kind of using that approach. So it's like name dropping in the best possible way and showing what an industry insider, we call it Pitching Powerhouse, which is the name of our podcast. And I would say you are definitely a pitching powerhouse, but I love hearing how um, you're using the, the execution plans and what a time saver they are for you, because that's exactly why we did it. Yeah. You know? I've never, I've never seen anything like that. And also I love that idea about the sales call. That's a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> putting, putting it in my back pocket. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Like you're, you're getting on a call and you sort of go, okay, um, let me pull out my last two, you know, my current and my next or my current and my last and just get ready to start name dropping, you know, which publication is working on what and when, and you're like, bam, like nobody else is going to compete with that. You know, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's, it's awesome. So I do it, you know, <laughs> we put yeah. the effort in, I might as well leverage it to close clients. <laughs> right. Um, so use that next time and report back and let us know, oh um, you know, what, uh, results you have using that strategy. But if you, um, you know, we have a lot of people listening at different kind of stages in their career. I love that you are established at this point and also still, you know, recognize limitations being self-taught. Same with me. I'm always trying to educate myself. And um, and when we put all this content together with these execution plans, I have a team helping me. So I'm learning a ton every single month. And I'm like, that's so good. Like, this is so good. Every month I'm like, chef's kiss, only getting better. Um so, but I love that you, um, you know, have been working in PR for a while and you're using it to sort of uh, hone and refine your skills. Um, you know, maybe what kind of transformation or positive result or outcome have you experienced since joining not just our program, but even the community itself, the profitable PR pros community? Okay. Well, can I tell you this? This is my, like, I don't even know how to say this because part of me doesn't want to say it because it's like embarrassing that as a publicist, I didn't know this before. So <laughs> I get, okay. So probably my first intro, well, I don't know. I can't remember the timeline of this, but I remember hearing a podcast with <clears> you <throat> on it. It was right before I joined. It was maybe, I don't know. I think I was part of the community, but I hadn't joined the program yet. And I'm trying to remember which podcast it was. It might've been, were you on Amy Porter? You were on Amy Porter's yeah. podcast, right? So it was mm -hmm. that one. Yeah. And I remember hearing you on there. And even though, so embarrassing. Even though I've been in PR for however long at that point, I don't like at least six years, I had yeah. never, I'd never heard of Harrow, which <laughs> is like, I know, but like, how would I have, right? Like nobody told me that. Yeah. And I, I heard you, I heard you talk about, I was like, Ooh. And so, Wait, that so anyone listening who doesn't know, because we can't assume everyone does Harrow stands for help a reporter out. And it is a daily, multiple times a day, um, free, I believe it's still free. It's run mm -hmm. by Cision. Um, it was created by Peter Shankman. He sold a decision many, many years ago, but it's a way for journalists to connect with sources. So they're looking for experts to quote or additional information on a story they're writing. And it is a way for them to put out a call for experts or ideas. And, you know, there's ways that we advise that you can leverage that resource because it's very competitive. Now there's hundreds of thousands of people that are getting it and they're responding in one second, but it gives you an idea of what the media is talking about, what they're interested in learning about. And sometimes you can kind of 
steal some ideas and use it to pitch your own client. Maybe they don't get that particular story, but now there's a viable story idea that your client can be a part of. So anyway, back to it. Didn't know what Hera was. Okay. So I didn't know what it was. And I was like, oh my God. And so I started, I started, like I subscribed to it and everything. And through using Harrow, this beautiful tool that I never would have known existed without you. I and I'm saving the best for last year, okay? So there's a build up. I got my okay. client, I got my client who was just was just, but now is like a year into starting her personal styling business into in style. That was very oh, wow. exciting. And then I was like, well, I'm gonna do some PR for myself. So then I started resp- through responding to these inquiries. And then for myself through that, I got uh Refinery29 business insider and Forbes Forbes it's like my complete yeah so I don't know (laughs) amazing oh my god and that was all responding to queries yes in Harrow oh wow so it's still anyone listening who's like Harrow's dead not dead still useful you got to be quick you have to answer the exact question that they're asking for succinctly and um nothing more, you know, cause they'll delete it. And also put in the subject line because sometimes they're putting out a lot of calls. Right. So put it in the subject line so they can search. Um, yeah. Sometimes they'll tell you exactly what to put, but I love that so much. That's fantastic. And did you see kind of an uptick in your business at all or any, were you able to leverage those amazing? Oh yeah, I leverage it all the time. It's like yeah. pinned on my LinkedIn profile every now and again, Damn. I post it to Instagram. I have it as like a headline on everything. I have it in our, um, like our PDF when we send rates, we're like, we've had, and on our website too, which we're redoing now, it says like clients featured in Forbes business. And ins- like, in addition to all the music outlets, like being able to say like, we've had clients featured in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like, how are you not going to think that company knows what they're doing? You know? Totally. When, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you have the goods to, you know, back it up. I mean, so many people are claiming that and they're really doing pay to play. We've done a whole talk about this kind of shady, you know, obviously oh, yeah. not what we're teaching, but um, to have that as earned media and, you know, to go uh, from self-taught, you know, it's almost like laid off hanging out with the dog to self-taught, self-taught agency owner who gets to work hanging out with her dog every day. It's yeah. like, goes from like a sad, like want, want to oh, yeah. yes, like I'm doing it on my terms. I love it. And I can tell your story is going to inspire so many I people. So. I really, really appreciate it. And, um, I like maybe, um, let me see, let me see. Do, 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 do. Um, okay. This one's easy. How about let's just kind of wrap up with um, what would you give? What advice would you give to aspiring PR pros, Um, either folks who might be considering getting into it or um, someone who is maybe at a firm or freelancing and, you know, there's maybe something more out there for them that they're interested in exploring? What would you tell them? I hope that this doesn't sound too simple, but I do think it's simple. I don't think it's easy, but I think it's simple. The best Mm -hmm. advice I could give is really just to do it. Like just do something, preferably every day. Make a step towards what you're doing every day and just just do it. Like you don't need to plan. You don't need any of that. You need to pick a niche. Doesn't matter. You can change it. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Pick a niche. Mm -hmm. Pick a price point. 
put mm-hmm. together your rate card. Like I, mine is still, it's like, so not high tech. I still just used pages to create mine. It's like a PDF. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be super and just go and start emailing your friends and Hey, I'm mm-hmm. starting this. Mm-hmm. Do you like, I, I, for sure, this was the case for me. This has been the case for my clients. Like when I did a bit, like, I don't even think we got into this. Like I did a bit of business coaching. Like you just mm. like, they're always going to be your first, almost always they will be your first clients, your friends and family and the people you know. So if Mm -hmm. you just get that going and then you just start, you know, emailing people, you know, Hey, this is what I have going on. Just keep the ball moving. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's really important. Just start, you know, just start. Yep. Totally agree with that. And I want to reiterate the point you made about reaching out to your network They don't have any idea what you're up to. I mean, you barely know what you're up to. But if you decide, right, if we're like, well, we're just figuring this out. But if you decide you're going down this path and you can clearly articulate who you serve and how you serve them and how the person you're reaching out to can help move things forward for you, people want to help. They just don't know how. So you make it easy for them. This is how you can help me. Um, and they're happy to make connections, even if you write it up for them. So it's super, super easy. So just know that you get clarity with action comes clarity. Okay. I always say leap in the net will appear, but another thing that's very obvious to me, and you've reiterated it in how your career evolved, action creates clarity and you have to take, you just got to go. You have to take action and get started. And it, your business will look totally different as it evolves over time oh than it does when you start. And you just won't know what's, you know, waiting for you if you don't just give it a go. It's also going to change. Like the, I, this is certainly true for me. The business that you might think you want right now, once you actually get going and see what, see what that looks like. Like it's going to change the clients you want to work with might change the price point, your specialty, like all of that stuff. But again, you don't know until you just get started and start working with people and doing the things and kind of figuring out, you know, where your specialty lies and what do you really love? And, you know, and, and then it can evolve from there. So it's, you know, don't spend so much time stressing about, you know, figuring it all out, you know, just, just, just go, just start. See if you even like it, it, you know? Right. (laughs) Exactly. See if you like that. And if not, there's something else, you know, in this niche, in this industry that you can do and you won't know until you try. So I loved that so much. There's so many um, inspiring things that you shared that I think are going to help people really see that it, you know, it doesn't have to be hard. It can be simple. Um, not totally easy, but simple. I love how you stated that. Um, yeah. So Angela, Master Giacomo, Tyler, Mrs. Newly Married, founder of Muddy Paw PR. How can people connect with you if they want to stay connected? And um, also let them, you know, anyone listening, let Angela know what you learned in her interview and how maybe she inspired you. How can they connect with you? That's very sweet. Yeah. So probably the easiest way, if you want to get in touch directly, um, my email is Angela at muddypawpr.com. My Instagram is, I don't know. I I have to change this since I've gotten married, but it's still Angela (laughs) underscore Mastro. And then if you want to check out the company at all, it's muddypawpr.com. And then the Instagram is just muddypawpr. 
Love it. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I love this interview so much. I think you and I are very similar in a lot of ways. So I'm just like nodding my head in agreement on everything you said. (laughs) And I want to congratulate you on all of your success. And thank you for always being a very um, open and sharing and and, uh, giving member of our community. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's It's an amazing community. I have to say it's one of the most supportive if not the most supportive communities I've been in. So, and that's really a testament to, I think you and the culture you've built. So thank you too. Ah, oh, I love hearing that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to up-level your pitching skills so that you can provide stellar services to your clients, you should think about joining the Pitch Lab. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. So the Pitch Lab is this awesome, incredible monthly membership experience where you will get the proven formula for crafting PR pitches that actually convert and get tons of strategic, timely pitch angles so you never run out of pitch ideas again. Oh, and you also get access to incredible monthly execution plans that save you hours of time and include irresistible pitch angles that the media cannot ignore. With relevant and timely strategies and topics for PR coverage during current events, holidays, monthly awareness observances, say that fast three times, seasonal events, and more, you'll be able to create PR content that makes your clients stand out, even if you are new to PR. So check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, Be sure to tune in to next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.